0: by emailing us at info at com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so in our app or by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give.
1: Good to see each of you this morning. I, like Paxton, uh, agree. I am, I love summer. Summer has all the things I love. But man, I love when summer's over and the church comes back. All right, so good to see each of you. Good to see you online. Thanks for being here. we got a great church online. Uh, so let me kind of tell you where we're at before I set, all, set everything up. So um, next two weeks, uh, today and next Sunday, they kind of build on each other. They kind of piggyback each other. Um, and uh, it, it's driving us to the fall series. So September 3rd, I will begin the fall series. I've taken the fall series and basically cut it in two chunks, uh, the before the marriage retreat, the marriage retreat is October 6, 7, 8. So that eighth Sunday, October 8th is communion. So the Sundays that precede that, that come up and lead up to the marriage retreat, I'm talking about uh, the church. Just what is the church and what was God thinking? Right? He left that to us. I mean, like, what? Right? So we're going to look at the church. And after the marriage retreat, we're going to look at the church today. Many of us, many people, during the COVID and all that, whatever that was, but during COVID, uh, we said, God, just come back. Lord, just come back. Just come back. Oh, Lord, come back. Just come back. Get us. Please come back. Well, he's coming, but he didn't come. Amen. And so the church finds itself on the other side, and it's messed up in lots of ways. All right? Wrong looks right right looks wrong, all right, there's a lot of other stuff going on, but the church is still here, amen, the church is setting for this season that we find ourselves in, so if it's here, we better figure out with God what he wants, and, and let, me, let me just go ahead and throw this out here to you, a little FYI, they're setting it up again, just need to know that the plan is in place they're going to try to quiet the church again and shut us down again all right but i'm i'm sorry you poked the bear once do not i don't recommend poking it again we're at this house and i can only speak for this house uh uh-uh. uh no no thank you excuse me i'm going to church Excuse no, no, thank you. I'm going to church. Excuse me. Not gonna quiet this house. Not gonna quiet the church. Not gonna put no zipper or mask on the church. We are going to go have church. Period. I'm, I'm just saying, and I'm not. I'm not picking a fight. I'm not picking a fight. I'm. I'm. A, I'm, I'm not that guy. But I am saying no, no, no matter what happens. No, don't, don't call or text and go, are we having church? Never have to ask me that question. Never. We're having church, all right? We're gonna keep having church. Why? <laughs> because he established it. And he'll decide when it's done. And the government and other people can't say, well, if we're done with the church, the spiritual health of the nation is not important. Oh, yes, it is. You don't want a nation where the spiritual health is not precedent. You don't it's a zoo, it's crazy, you say, what's crazy now, oh, no, 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 it's crazy, like crazy, crazy, like Medea crazy type stuff, all right, that's what I'm saying, I'm just saying, listen to me, God established a church, he'll decide when the church is quiet and goes, and until he comes back, we're having church, period, don't poke the bear again, all right, and I'm not being reckless and I'm not being a bully and I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying the church has got to move forward. The, all we got is the church. We were established as a nation on the Word of God, on the principles of the Word of God. And we're not eliminating them because it gets tough and because you think it's not necessary anymore. We're having church, period, period. That's it. That's not the message and we're not done, but we could be. But right? I'm just saying... We're having church, all right? We're having church because it's important. He died for it, period. And he said, I'm coming back again. And until that day, the doors are open. Why? Because we're gonna have church. So title of my message this morning, two part, leads into next week, okay, with the brisket. It's tough to say right before lunch, isn't it? All right, brisket, with sauce and all that. Now, so... like stay focused boy you got you know you you gotta stay locked in all right so so the message title this morning is simply this in honor of summer coming to an end and in honor of the back seat of most american vehicles on vacation the 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 phrase from the back seat can i hear from all the parents are we there yet and then when the when you when you get onto the brothers and you say listen boys i don't want to hear that one more time and then they go, hey, sister, you say it. He likes you better. Daddy, are we there yet? Listen, it doesn't matter who asks. We're not there yet. And if you keep asking, we're not stopping at Bucky's, all right? So, so just know we're not there yet. So what I'm saying is, in honor of summer, we're not there yet. The church is not there yet, and we got work to do, all right? We got a lot to do, all right? You say, well, man, we've had some good years here. We've had some great years here. We're having another great year here, but we've got a lot to do. Amen. We've established here for a purpose. God has commissioned this house. This place is a good house. It's not a perfect church. If it was perfect, I wouldn't be your pastor. just saying it. And then since y'all came, y'all just joined the camp and it's all messed up now. So what I'm saying is we're not a perfect house, but this is a good house. Amen. It's a sweet house. And I said in the first service, if, if you're thinking, well, I'm going to go see that church. I'm just going to sit and soak. <laughs> Wrong church. Now I'm going to sit and soak here. Oh, I'm going to go to church here and kind of lay low. No one's going to know who I am. I ain't going to talk to nobody. <laughs> that's okay. You don't have to talk to us because we'll come to you. All right, Wouldn't, That's not your church either. So I'm going to give you about two seconds to exit. Okay, since you're staying, we're gonna keep going. So what I'm saying is that this house right here is gonna know you, it's gonna know about you. We want you a part of the team. We want, you, we want you going with us because we're going with God, amen? And so if you're looking for a church with energy, it's fun, it's passion, it's got a great staff, it's got, we love people, this is your house. If you're online, you're checking us out, going, I don't know about that preacher, dude. All right, just come. There's more people here than me and (laughs) you can like them more, all right? So, but I'm just saying, this is a good house, all right? This is a good house, all right? God's not done yet. So what I'm gonna do today is, I got pictures as well, because I wanna take us back a little bit because pictures and history tell a story, then I'm gonna take you forward, okay? And then we'll cap it off next week, okay? So this house, this church, this property that we sit on. It it was First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas. It was established in 1917 by the General Convention of Texas, Baptist General Convention of Texas. That's when it became First Baptist Church in Bushland. So that makes this church 106 years old, all right? 106. So I want you to understand something. What's below your feet and what was below that parking lot and what we walked up on is holy ground. This dirt down here, man, got some blood and some sweat and some tears from a whole bunch of people that look just like me and you that believe the God of the Old Testament is the same God today, that he would do it again, all right? And so I'm gonna show you pictures of where we came from, all right, and then we're gonna talk a lot about where we're going, all right? Because God is not done yet, amen? And from the back seat, from the front seat to the back seat, we're not there yet, all right? I'll be 58 in two weeks. There ain't no stop in me, none, all right? I'm still attacking hell with a water gun along with my kids behind me, all right? <laughs> I'm just telling you, there's no, that's giddy up in me. I'm not going nowhere. It's not, Jeff's gonna coast in retirement? <laughs> I'm not, I don't know coast, okay, except when I'm at the beach. And I, I don't even know if I can retire. I can't find it in the Bible, okay? I just can't find retiring in the Bible. So, I, no, no. This, this house got a lot to do. All right, so let me show you some pictures. I'm gonna stand over here as best I can. All right, here's some pictures of how we got here. Boy, look at them. They looking sharp. They dress up better than we do. You see that? They got their Sunday best on. We got our, well, they haven't going to work. All right. all right, so this was a church. I don't even have the date on this, but this, I just want you to see a bunch of people that believed in you. You say, well, I don't know them, Jeff. That's all right. They didn't know you. But they knew the church. They believed in the church. They believed that God was for the church. And they just kept on grinding on the same dirt that you sit on today. Amen. Let me show you a cool little dude in this picture. See the little dude in the middle, front middle? <laughs> He's here right now. Y'all know that? Mike Minky, wave Evans. Where's Mike at? See so y'all say hi to Mike. What up, Mike? I'm telling you, grinding. He's still grinding today. He's one of our elders here, all right? Mike Minky is a stud, I'll say it, all right? That amen came from Stephanie, all right? But Mike Minke's a stud, all right? Mike Minky bled, sweated for this house and still does today, along with all the other church, man. They believed in us. They believed that God was the same God in the Old Testament as it is today, that God doesn't change. He's not like shifting sand. He's same yesterday, today, and forever, my friend. That church believed that this house would be what it is today, and it believes even greater. Okay, why? Because they're part of the great crowd of witnesses in Hebrews twelve, looking down on us, and we'll look at it in a little bit. Keep rolling. If I knock this over, Paxton, yeah, take me out. All right. All right, hey, by the way, that's a sweet car. Amen. That's a sweet, that's a sweet ride right there. I'm just telling you right now. All right? That little boy leaning against it, he knows that too. All right? There they are. Hey, you think you think Bushland looks barren now? Y'all got anything in that horizon? That telephone pole. That's about it. That one telephone pole. That's it. All right. I mean nothing. All right. We'll talk more about that next week. Okay. But. They kept on grinding. They kept on believing. They kept on hoping. They kept on serving. They kept on. Why? Because church is worthy. Church is worthy, amen. Let's roll on. That's the little church. You don't know it, but when I got here, when Melissa and I got here in 08 and Alien and Bread, that was where we worshiped. That, that's our little house right there, all right? all right? That's where we had church, all right? It's set right there. It doesn't sit there anymore, all right? <laughs> Sorry. But it sat right there, all right? And that's where we did church. So this part right here that sticks out towards the steeple, all right, that was the worship center. And on the left side over here, those were education rooms. There's was a fellowship hall, a little bit of nursery. We only had one baby. <laughs> he ruled the roost, man. It got every toy, every toy, all right? Nicest kid in the nursery that you ever want to meet. Then we had another kid, and it changed him. So, uh, <laughs> But that's where we met. If you were here early, the men's group on Wednesday night used to meet in those uh, windows right there on this side right here. That, that, we had a big old men's group that, 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 that met right there. So that was the church, and you can see huh, there's still not much out there. All right, next one. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> Worked on a red light sometimes. All right, so, so this picture right here, uh, probably 090-ish is what we're guessing, early 10 maybe. Uh, this is inside the worship center. Uh, when we got here, there was probably 20, 25 people maybe, and this has grown up to about a hundred. Uh, this is inside the worship center. Uh, the little church that we, I want you to see these people right here. These people right here, they are the ones that took the biggest, biggest faith step in this house. All right. I'm going to show you what they stepped out in faith on. All right. Next slide. Right there. That's what's above your head. That's the steel above your head. That little church that I showed you in that worship center, about 100 people, they jumped out in a building program for $750,000 to build this house right here. All through those months of building, that little church raised $125,000 of the, 100, the $775,000 that it would cost, all right? We put that down. We financed $550,000 <laughs> I didn't sleep at all all that night. I'm just kidding. That was the biggest step of faith because there wasn't much there, but they believed that God was gonna do it. And they stepped out and they believed and God did do it, all right? He did do it. Let me show you what he did. This was first Sunday that we opened the building. First Sunday in February, 2011, all right? Now, a little side note, one inch of snow forecasted eight inches later, it stopped. That creates a problem when you're trying to bring barbecue from Amarillo. I just said, dude, get the ribs here. That's all I'm saying. Just get the ribs here, all right? It snowed and snowed and snowed, and the whole time I'm preaching up here on the stage, I'm looking at Doppel Dave going, one inch, huh? Because I can see out the glass. I'm like, "Hmm, well, that that curb's gone. Well, that bench is gone. I'm like, that ain't one inch. It just kept coming. And some dude leaving that day, he, he backed out over here. We didn't have a curb on that ditch. He backed out, stuck the bottom of his vehicle in the ditch. We walk out, he's looking at heaven. He's stuck. <laughs> so now there's a curb. So just in case you church people try to back out over there, you don't run off in a ditch. But these are the people that came in the snow, all right? In the snow, Believe by faith, and God did that, all right? We'll roll on. Three years later, no, four years later, in 15, we burned a note. Burn a note, just like that. Now, I don't know what my mouth is doing, but we're burning a note. Right? I hadn't <laughs> figured that part out yet. All right? Beautiful, paid in full, all right? just like the cross. Amen. All right? That's what faith is. That's what, God, that's what the church did. That's a big step of faith at that time, man. That was young in our life as a church, but we, we went for it. Look at Chappie back there sporting that big old nice orange shirt. He can't hide back there, right? <laughs> Next slide. Chappie's here somewhere, right? So this right here is what y'all enjoy when you walk in. That's the front foyer. That was in 16, all right? We, we built on right there. Some, some of you have asked me, this wall, when we come into the church, looks like it was an outside wall very good. It was an outside wall, all right? It was a brick wall, all right? We connected that. That's Guest Connect. That's the coffee that y'all like so much. Did that in 16. That was what was built there. It's funny to look at all that, man. It's crazy. All right, next slide. This is the newest building. This was in 18. This is the office and preschool, all right? This is where the little church sat, okay? All right? That means Jeff tore it down. I did. I'm sorry. But God's on the move, keep going. So this is, this is office and this is preschool. Uh, this is what God did in 18. And I'll tell you this about that. Three years later, we burn that note, all right? That's what faith does. That's cool. Is that the last one? I think that's the last one, all right? So I want you to go to your Bible in Hebrews. Go to Hebrews chapter 12. Just understand we're not there yet. Everybody understand that? We're not there yet. God's got more for us. Right behind us is brand new steel going up for more room, okay, especially Wednesday night. Then he gives us some options on Sunday morning, all right? Parking lot coming along good, all right? all right? We're lighting up with all the light posts, all right? Uh, not making the neighbors happy, but, but it's beautiful, all right? We continue. There will be other phase steps for us. When, where, we don't know. Mesa Verde is a beautiful ministry. God dropped the keys in our lap last year, all Right? Said, you got the property, six acres, building everything, and we're taking it. Tommy's doing incredible work over there with the school at Mesa Verde. We gave out the hoodies. We're connected over there. God's got great things. He's already in the works on a lot of cool stuff, but, but know that God is not done with us, all right? We're not there yet. Look at Hebrews. We just talked about all of it. Hebrews chapter 12, Therefore, and I've taught you, when you see therefore in the Bible, you always want to ask what that therefore therefore. all right? That therefore is for you to see this. Since we, me and you, are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. And let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, For the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse three, consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you may not grow weary and lose heart. Church, he's not done with us. We're not there yet. We've gotta fix our eyes on him. All right, and we got to run the race that he's got marked out for us, corporately as a church, but also individually, individually. So let me ask you a question. What's your race? What's your race? You're the little church, right? We make up a corporate church when we all come together. But the church, each one of us has a race. Is it a nurse, electrician, teacher, finance somewhere? What do you do? You're not there by accident. Put there by God. Put there for a reason. Why? Because he wants you to run a race. Whose race? Yours? Oh, no. No, you stumble all over the track, fall over, get out of your lane, get disqualified, he would be ugly, right? He wants you to run his race. Do you understand that every single day you have a race to run? It's the race that he gave you. It's the race marked out for you. You are to fix your eyes on Jesus, the ultimate perfecter of your faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorned at shame, and sit down at the right hand of the Father, meaning he's got you. Go run your race. I said in the first service, Have you even asked him, God, what's my race? Have you ever asked? I'm 46 years old, Pastor, I never asked that. Why not? How do you to know your race if you don't ask the Creator and the Maker? and the man on purpose that gave you that race to run. How? How are you gonna do that? Are you running your race? See, here's what you gotta understand about life. You gotta, to really be satisfied and happy in life, you gotta do something bigger than you. Something that's outside of you. You see, if all it is is about you, about your job, and about that, you're like, ugh and 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 I'm not in uh, the people you work with, they're gorgeous, all right? I'm just saying, the quickest way to be ugh is do the same thing every day and not even understand why you do it. Or, be so focused about you being happy that you don't care who you have to run over or how they have to suffer, as long as you get what you want, when you want it, how you want it, and nobody else can tell you what to do. Welcome to being miserable. Welcome to eventually being all by yourself. You see, the kingdom is what you need to be after. You need to be about what God's about, about the church, about being the church, about something bigger than you. So when God put you in the seat he put you in and gave you the race to run, what are you running, what are you running it for? Your prize? Oh, no, 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 no his prize that he will give you when he crossed the finish line and he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done. But see, you can hear that every day of your life because that's what he wants to say to you. You got a race. It's marked out for you. Are you running it? Are you? Scripture says, what is the sin? What, 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 what gets you off the track? What, what, what so easily interrupts that, right? What is it that trips you up in your race? You know what it is? Is it your schedule? Is it the people you hang with, places you go? What is it that keeps you off track? Look what the scripture says. Let us throw off everything mm, that hinders us. You throwing it off? You know what it is? What's hindering you? What's hindering you from being the church that God called you to be for your race? Because listen to me, we're connected. So you're the church and we're the church. And if you don't run your race and you're hindered, then we can't run our race and we're hindered. Amen. We're all the church. We all bear his name and we're all about that. Find out what is my race that he wants me to run. Let it be bigger than you. The people at work are not there just to work with you. They're sent by God entrusted to you by God that you would make much of God at work. Meaning, share with them, tell them, hug them, pray with them, worship with them, share a scripture with them. Be the light, be salt, be the light in that workplace. Why? Because you're not there to get a check. You don't like your check anyway. You think it should be more. All right, so go and have fun at work. Be about the work of the Lord. Be about kingdom work because that's what we're supposed to be. And let us throw off everything that hinders us from keeping up and doing what God called us to be and the sin that so easily entangles us. What's the sin that so easily entangles you? You know what it is. As soon as I said it, you knew what it was. The way to deal with that is to confess that and repent of that. Say, God, that's the sin that gets me every time. That's it, every time. Know the sin that so easily entangles you, all right? because you were meant to run a race. Look at the last of this. Consider him, him being Jesus, who endured such opposition from sinful men. (laughs) Not a lot has changed. So that you may not grow weary and lose heart. Church, there is absolutely no time for us to grow weary and lose heart. Can I say that to you? They are working like a dog, right? Evil and all this stuff is working like a dog. We cannot grow weary. We cannot lose heart. Why? Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And if you are a born again, child of the king, risen just like he was, you're in a fight, you're in a race and you're part of the church. And we cannot sit quiet. We can't sit still. We've gotta be about the Lord's work. Amen? Got to be about the Lord's work. I want you to go to Luke 9. Go to Luke 9. We're going to finish in Luke 9. Luke 9, verse 62. Somebody's like, 62? That's a lot of verses. Glad you didn't tell your mom you're going to memorize Luke 9. Luke 9, always check the ending before you commit to that, right? right? Luke 9, listen to this. Jesus replied, 9 Luke 9, 62, make sure you're in the right spot. Jesus replied, no one who puts his hands to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom. This is a reference back to the Old Testament, Elijah and Elisha, all right? When the baton basically was handed, all right? Elisha walked away from his oxen and his plow to go do what God called him to do. Back then, man, you didn't give up your way of means of eating and feeding your family, and work. You walked away. What Jesus is saying is this. When you take your hands and put it on the plow. You don't, you don't take it off. You don't look left. You don't look right. And you don't look back. See, back in those days when you were farming and you had oxen or... Uh, or a horse or a donkey leading you, and you had a plow. If you kept looking back, you'd be you'd be all over the place. They'd be driving by, laughing at you. Say, "That's that drunk farmer." He <laughs> I go, all right, why you can't drive a plow looking back? And what that means is that ground that you're doing all this stuff in going to take more seed. Going to lead, it's going to yield less in yield. Okay, you're going to have less. Why? Because you're all crooked and stuff. When you, when you plow, when you're harvesting, when you're planting, he wants to roll straight. Keep your eyes fixed on what? Jesus, the ultimate perfecter for you safe. Don't look left, don't look right, don't look behind you. Put your hands on the plow and go to work. And what God has called the church to do, and each one of us is the church. He said, it is time for my church, my people, to put their hands on the plow and let's go plow. Let's go to work because we've got fields to plow. We got seed to plant. We got to water that seed and watch it grow. That's what lies ahead of us for the church. That's what we've got to do. And there's two different peoples in here. There's some people in here that haven't decided yet the church is worthy of putting his hands through the plow. Oh, the church is worthy. The greatest thing you can do is serve the church. The greatest thing you can do is be committed to the church. The greatest thing you can do is be a part of the church's business. When the church is doing it, you want to jump in. Put your hands to the plow and let's go. No sissy hands, by the way, either. Calloused hands. Calloused hands. This world's got no place for sissy hands on the plow. You give up too easy. You can't do the Lord's work in the days set in front of us if you're going to be sissy hands. We ain't no sloppy fish on the beach. We need calloused man hands grabbing the plow and moving forward. Men and women with hands on the plow ready to go to work for the Lord. I promise you behind me is boys and girls that are ready to go. They'll attack hell with a water gun. I promise you. They love Jesus. Go in there and watch them worship sometime. I mean, they worship hard. I guarantee you Cody's raising up youth that are going to attack hell with a water gun as well. Why? Because the church has got to be busy. Last three weeks, you've heard from, you heard Tommy talking about missions. There's work to be done at Mesa Verde, my friend. Big work, all right? We know God's doing a great work there, all right? Then we heard from Kay. Kay gave a great word on serving. There's nothing better you can do than serve at the church. Nothing. Because you need to put your hands on the plow and do what God called you to do. We need each one of us, all right? I need you. You got what we need. We got what you need. We make a great team. Just put your hands on the plow. Don't look left. Don't look right. Keep your eyes on Jesus. I'll perfect you in your faith. And go plow, baby. Go plow. Why? Because there's work to be done. Listen to me. I told you before in two weeks and 58, there's a, ooh, this farmer ain't sleeping. All right? We got work to do. All right? We got work to do. Last week we heard from Mark. Great word. Small group, freedom ministry. Best thing you can do is jump in and do life together. The best thing you can do is what Jesus said. Jesus said, I came to set the captives free. When he set you free, you're free indeed. Amen. Some of us need to be free from what? The things that entangle us, all right? Why? So we can run the race, man. So we can run the race. Listen to me, church. The days ahead, sit in front of us as a church. All those people in those pictures, they put their hands to the plow and they said, the church is worth it. Every single year, decade after decade, they kept grinding for the church, kept grinding for the church, kept grinding for the church. And my friends, I'm gonna say something to you. We're standing on holy ground. There's blood, sweat, and tears below this ground. And people in faith believing for the church. And we can't disappoint them because great is the cloud of witnesses that surround us and watch us every day. All right, we got a lot to do. God has done a lot in this house, done a lot with our church, all Right. We sit here on the other side of all this that we're building, even the stuff, new stuff going up, parking lot going up, all that's out of cash, all right? We're still debt-free, and we're still marching for the kingdom, all right? Because God is faithful. God is good. Put your hands to the plow and go, go, go. Amen? So I want to say something to you before we get dismissed. I don't want you to jump too quick into doing stuff for the church and plowing for the church if there's some soil in your life that needs to be uprooted. I'm gonna get real personal with you, okay? Sometimes we wanna go serve before we sit. Jesus said, I need you to sit and then I need you to serve. I don't mean you to sit for 17 years. I need you to sit for a little bit and then I want you to go serve. There's some of us in the room that we need to sit with God because it's like a hot, dry summer that we've had. The ground can get hard and calloused. And if we're not careful when we try to Go serve too fast, our soil's not good. And the seed is not penetrating. And we're not spending time under the water of the Holy Spirit so it can grow because we got callous and we got hard because that's what life will do to you, okay? And when we get away from God, we can get hard. And so before you put your hands to the plow and go plow for the church, can I invite you to do something personally? Let God plow your own soil, Let God plow your soil. You hard in here? Any of you suffering from being hard? Calloused? You may not even like the church. Maybe you're sitting here going, I don't like the church. I still don't like the church, All Right? You may not like preachers. And you may still not like preachers, okay? All right? But here's what I'm saying to you. We've got to focus on us and the soil that God works with, okay, with us. I'm getting sweaty and it's sliding. All right? So what I'm saying is we're, we got to work on us, If our soil isn't what it needs to be, then the seed of the word of God can't penetrate our life. And when the Holy Spirit comes, when his presence falls on the church, it can't water our seed. Why? Because the ground's hard and the birds get it and carry it off. Or it doesn't go very deep because it's so rocky and the sun scorches it, man, and it never sprouts. But I need each of us, me and you both, right? To be soil that God can put his seed in and he's faithful to rain from heaven on our seed and our life, and our life will grow. I said in the first service, I never stand here and preach this until it's preached to me. I never will. I'll never walk up from that spot right there and take this spot right here if he hadn't done it in me before I give it to you. And so this week and the week before that, I said, God, what what in my soil You ask that question in a while. God, you happy with my soil? What about my soil? You need to plow up my soil a little bit? Am I getting hard? Am I getting a little calloused? Am I getting a little cynical? Am I losing faith? Am I losing heart? Let God plow you first and get your soil good. And then put your hands to the plow and join the church as we move forward. The days of the church are great. Woo, great, all right? Great days ahead for the church. Darker it is, better for the church, amen, all right? We're not backing down. We're going forward. We got lots to do, lots to do, lots to do, all right? There's a bunch of people that need us, and we're gonna be the best church we can be. We may not be the church for all of them, but it won't be from a lack of trying, amen, We're going to be the best church we can be. I need a church that is ready to put their hands to the plow and not look left, not look right, not look behind them and get all crooked and stuff and waste seed. I need a church that puts their hands to the plow and says, Jeff, count on me. I'm jumping in with the church. I'm not waffling anymore. I'm not going back and forth. Either he is God or he's not God. And if he is God, I'm putting my hands to the plow and let's go. That's the church that we need. And if you're looking for that church, I'm asking you today to grab that plow and let's get busy. Because why? We got fields that need plowed. Right? We got seed that needs planted. And the Holy Spirit of God is faithful to water them. And we'll watch them grow. Amen. We'll watch them grow. I'm going to invite you to stay in church. As I said earlier, there's two people in the house. There's the people that need their soil, their personal soil to be plowed. And you know who you are, all right? You're not here by accident. Online, you're not here by accident. The word, of the, God, the word of the Lord falls. And if it finds soil, it'll take root and it'll grow and it'll produce a harvest, right? Is that your soil? of your life. If it's not, come down here, kneel at this altar and confess why it's not and ask God to till up your soil so it can be the ground that it needs to be. For some of you in here, you need to decide if the church is worthy of you putting your hands to the plow and going with it. Quit waffling back and forth, man. The greatest thing you can do is serve at the church. Greatest thing you can do is be committed to church. Greatest thing you can do is be a part of the church. It'll live past us. Nothing else we touch will. Church is the greatest thing ever. It's time for you to get serious about church and grab the plow and say, Pastor, let's go, all right? Be ready to go to work for the kingdom of God. Let I me mean, pray for us, and you do as God leads. Father, we love you. We thank you, we adore you, we magnify you. And God, your word has gone forth. We know who went before us and believed in you. And God, may we be a church that believes that the same God, that you don't change like shifting sand. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God, you are the God that is doing a new thing. And great days for the church are ahead. And God, I pray, I pray, God, that each one of us search our heart and search our soil. And then, God, I pray you raise up a church that puts our hands to the plow say, let's get busy for the kingdom. God, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. God, the Holy Spirit, now draw your people. In Christ's name, amen, amen. As we worship, you come if you need to.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's podcast from the Church of Bushland. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by using the Church of Bushland. We are all about people because God is all about people. We exist to help people know God, find freedom. Discover purpose and make a
1: difference.